today I'm going to share with you, and I hope you don't mind, I love sharing what God is teaching me. I don't want to try to make up something that I'm not familiar with. I love preaching out of what God has been teaching me. And what he spoke to me was on I know it. And the I know it could actually be keeping us from our breakthrough. How many of you know a know-it-all? Yeah, I know it, right? They know everything. Like you start talking, I know it. Teenagers, you know you start explaining something to them, I know it. Even when they don't know it, they haven't lived on the earth like you have. I mean, they don't know it, but I know it. My grandson Julian, he is four years old. And dude thinks he knows everything. Like, for real, he will say it as fact. I know it. I know it. No, you, you don't even know what two plus two is, Julian. <laughs> he does know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, he does, according to him. <laughs> he, he knows it. So I want to talk to you about the I know it because I caught myself saying I know it regarding the things of God regarding his word, because you know I've heard it, it's been read, I, I play it, I read it, I go to church services, Bible studies, classes, all of those things, and you know, we can tend to stop doing those things because I already know it. You know when I really caught myself? is on my Bible app, how it has the daily verse, and then I love the portion where it has related scriptures to your last highlight. If you didn't know that, whatever you last highlighted on the homepage, there's a bunch of related verses. But what I was doing is I would begin to read, for God so loved the world, blah, 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 and not continue to read because I know what it says. Right? How many of us have found ourselves doing that? Like, if I know the verse, I don't even continue to read it because I know it. Well, just like oxygen, you take in oxygen and you exhale oxygen and then you take in oxygen again. Does it ever get boring or old or unnecessary for me to take in oxygen again? No, and it's the word of God is literally just like oxygen. It says it is living, it is alive, it is quickening, it is powerful. So every time we take it in, you could literally read the same verse every single day of your life, and every day it will be fresh life to you, fresh oxygen for you. The word of God, it's called, Jesus calls it your daily bread. Whatever you have need of, this is your daily bread. It's fresh and new every single day. So wait, I've, I've trained myself now that God put his finger on this to, I'm going to finish that scripture, even if I know that I know that. It, and then, you know what, if I know it so well, you better quote it out loud then. Finish it without looking at, but finish that scripture. Because the, I know it, can actually stop us from our breakthrough. You know, it stops us from coming to classes. Oh, I know everything there is to know about. What is the current one? Character? Yes. Character? We have character, character class going on. 
Oh, you know what? I've got great character. I don't need to go to that class. I know it. We never, ever should get to the place where we feel like we know it all. Actually, God warns us in the scripture of getting to that place. It's very dangerous lest you fall into sin if you get into that place. Man, every time there's a class offered, I still go and attend the classes. I sit and listen. And you know what? I showed up at 7.30 this morning because I wasn't preaching. Mindy was preaching because I wanted to sit under the word of God fresh and new every single single day. We can never allow it to get old in our mind. It is our oxygen. It is our life. It is fresh daily bread every time you read it. Every time you read it, it will bring breakthrough. Every time you read it, it will go forth and perform what it is sent to do. But we've got to actually not be like, I know it, because then we're not reading it. It's keeping us from being a hearer of the word. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. Not heard. Does it say faith came by what you heard yesterday? Last week's class? Or the last round? Or last Sunday? Faith comes by what you heard. No, it's not what it says. Faith comes by hearing. That is current. That is fresh and new. If you need faith, you need fresh and new the word of God. I remember uh, one of the times in this past year when I was in the ER, I had gotten a devastating report. And, you know, I listen to the healing scriptures at least twice a day. I hear them all the time. I'm listening to them. And what happened when I got that news, my initial was, well, I, I listen to it all the time. I have the word in my spirit. Like, I know that. I know it. And I started to panic. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm going to open my word. I'm going to open my word and I'm going to read my word. And the scripture that stood out in that moment, which again, like I know this, I've heard it probably a gazillion times. I mean, literally with how much I listened to it was first, second Corinthians 2:10, And it says, I will deliver you from death. Wait, wait, wait. I have delivered you from death. I am delivering you. And if you will trust me, I will continue to deliver you. It was the exact word. It was fresh and alive and rhema. It was new for me in that moment. It was exactly what I needed to hear, but I could have been kept from that word that I needed to hear by the, I know it. I mean, come on. I'm so faithful to putting the word of God in me. So the I know it could have kept me from breakthrough, could have kept me from the very healing that I need. And so many times in the I know it, oh, let me grab that gift bag. Where did it go? Here it is. Many times in the I know it, it keeps us from applying it to our lives. I had another scenario. I was counseling with someone and they're like, Listen, I'm in my Bible like I've never been before. I'm reading it every single day. But how do I keep end up in this place? I keep ending up in this place of frustration and offense, even though I'm reading the word of God. 
here's the next level of I know it. We have to act on what we hear. James 1.22 says, let's, all right, I'm not going to do I know it. We're going to turn to it. James 1.22 It says, this is reading the word of God, but don't just listen to God's word. You can't just listen. It says, don't be hearers only. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. You must do what it says. This isn't me saying this. This is the word of God. This is a command. And yeah, listen, I'm talking to you mature Christians in the house because the I know it sometimes keeps us from the I need to do it. I need to act on it. I think sometimes we get comfortable with the I know it. With the amen, that sounds good. We get comfortable with that, and it stops us from actually doing what we need to be doing. Let's finish what it says. I'm going to finish the verse. Otherwise, you're fooling yourself. How many times have you been like, God, I just don't understand why this isn't happening, why you aren't coming through? Right here. Because if we aren't doing what it says, we're fooling ourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you, if, 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 man, we come into church Sunday after Sunday hearing the word of God. We need to become quick, obedient children of God. Quick obedience. I shared with you last week about the Compassion International. I read the scripture, and it wasn't even a command. All it was saying was there's blessings for people that take care of the poor and consider them. So I immediately put down my Bible, got to my phone, and sponsored a compassion child and by the way you guys are absolutely incredible all the children that were sent in were sponsored and they sent us the hardest ones they sent us the teenagers that have been waiting a life I can't even go there they've been waiting a lifetime to get sponsored and educated in school and they sent us the hardest cases and that's why I love you guys so much you're incredible all of those kids got sponsored Anyways, I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, quick obedience. Quick obedience. So we need to quickly obey on the word of God. Whatever he puts his finger on in your life, when he puts his finger on it, would you just say, yes, Lord. Okay, I'm going to do it. And then promptly go into it. Do you know when I shared that last week? This is how awesome you guys are. I didn't even finish. I don't know if it's good or bad. I didn't even finish and you got up and left the sanctuary and went out and sponsored children yourself. But that's the kind of response we're supposed to have to everything we hear from the word of God. Amen is not good enough. Amen will keep you deceived. Amen will keep you in bondage. Amen will keep you broken. Action is what will break. Man, when we act on the word of God, this is powerful. This will break through anything and everything. 
everything you are facing. There is nothing more powerful, but we've got to act on the word of God. Mindy, can I have you come up here? We're going to pretend like this gift is the word of God. And in it is everything that Mindy is going to need for life, like everything, anything and everything. This is a gift. This is the word of God. This is what we're all given. We're given the gift. Here's a gift. Thank you. But open it, Mindy. Oh, but I know what's in it. But I need you to open it to get to it. I mean, I will. I know what's in here. I already know. But won't you open it? It's everything that you need. But I know what's in here, and I have it with me. Okay. That's what we do with the precious treasure, gift that God has given us. Thank you so much. We receive it. We hear it. We accept it. We even know what it contains. But are we acting on it? You see, the laws of God produce such incredible power and promises. But we have to act on them. We have to obey God in those things. And then he will do incredible and powerful things. Luke 6, 46 says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Ouch. This is the word of God. Little children, 1 John 3, 18. Let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. You say, everybody loves God, right? I love God. No, the word of God says, if you love me, you'll obey me. If you love me, keep my commandments. So we're not showing love. We're not showing faith unless we are doing, we're acting on the word of God. And hear me, listen, this is me. This is God preaching to me. And you know, we could easily say, oh, I know it. I'm doing that already. Are we though? Are we, when God brings a fresh word to us through Sunday service, through a sermon we're listening to, a podcast, a class in our group, when we're hearing something from the word of God, are we acting on it? Are we quickly acting on it? James 2.17 right here says, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. So some of us, Man, you're believing big. You got faith. You've heard the word. And nothing's happening. Because the word of God right here says, faith without doing is nothing. It's nothing. There's no, and that's how you see so many powerless Christians. Oh, I'm going to say so many powerless, mature Christians. I'm preaching to myself. Titus 1.16, it gets rougher. I mean, sometimes the word of God is brutal. But you know what? Sometimes it has to be. Because, you know, clearly we're not moving if we're coddled. God knows what he's doing. He knows he's got to be blunt with us. Titus 1.16, such people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. Oh, I don't even want to read the rest of this verse. But this is the Bible. I'm sorry, this is not me saying it. 
I, I'm serious. I was under such conviction. I still am when I'm reading this. And it's good conviction. It's awesome and it's exciting conviction because the when we choose to obey, it opens up new levels of power in our lives. And I need the power of God. I must have. the. I, I don't want to walk a day, a moment in this life and in this world without the power of God resident in my life. I get when Moses said, I will not go anywhere without your presence, God. We need to be like that. I'm not going to go anywhere without your presence, God. So it goes on to say, these are detestable, disobedience, worthless for doing anything good. Like God, help us. Help us never. Man, when I skip over those verses... When I just say amen and I leave and I continue in the same mindset and I continue doing the same things, it's worthless. I can't, I can't live in that place. I can't afford to live in that place. I, I can't, I literally can't afford to live in that place. I don't know, maybe you're comfortable outside of the power of God. I am not comfortable outside of the power of God. I need the power of God for every breath that I take in my lungs, literally. It's found in John 14, 15, by the way. If you love me, keep my commandments. And so James 4, 17 goes on to say, if anyone then knows the good they ought to do and we don't do it, it's sin. You know, we like to think of sin as all those big things. It's when we hear the word of God and God speaks to our heart, the Holy Spirit speaks to us and we don't do it. It's sin. And you know, this is exciting because we're in revival. You are the remnant of God and he is cleansing his house to make it without spot or wrinkle. So when I get the conviction of God, it doesn't make me like, oh God, I'm a horrible wretch. No, it makes me excited. It makes me say, I am powerful. There's nothing I can't. It gets me excited about it because when we do it, we can have confidence in that he will perform. Here we go, for Hebrews 4.12. This is a depiction of church. This was saying to the church in that time, Hebrews 4.12. For indeed, the gospel, the good news was preached to all of them as well as us. So there's all of us in the room. We're all hearing the same thing today. And every week you hear the word of God. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Well, why didn't it profit them? Because it was not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. And faith, as we have heard, is action. It's not agreement. It's not amen. It's not, oh, that's good, pastor. Go on. Keep going, pastor. No, faith is action. So if we don't combine the word that we hear with action, profits us nothing. That's how you can sit in the same congregation with some people prospering, having breakthrough, having victory, and others not. And listen, listen, if you're not experiencing victory right now, I'm not condemning you because God spoke this word to me. 
so that he can make more power available to me. So take it for yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. This is not judgment. This is not condemnation. This is if we hear the word and we do it, unlimited, surpassing power is available to us where we'll walk through anything and everything. And I pray that my life has been such that anything and everything that I've walked through, you can see me walking through with peace, with joy, with confidence, with faith, with love. I don't want to walk any other way because I need to walk in obedience to the word of God. So there's no profit to just hearing the word of God and not doing it. Do you know that even the devil knows the word of God? That's kind of scary. The devil knows in the temptation he tempted Jesus, doesn't it say? He knows the word of God. And in James 2, 19, it says that even the demons know and tremble. Whew, that's scary. So in that I know it, I know it all place, that could be classified even with the demons. They know it too. That doesn't make any of the uh, promises and power of God available to you just because you know it. We actually have to do the word of God. <laughs> I love this one. And I, I shared it Friday night. John 5, 8 through 9. I don't know if I can do it. I have a skirt on. Hold on. Because <laughs> it's so funny to me. It's amusing. There was a paralyzed man who could not walk. Here we go. He was paralyzed. He's laying down here. Could not move. There was no way. And is God sick or cruel or something? God, Jesus comes up to him and says, rise up and walk. I'm paralyzed. Do you see me, God? Like, what are you saying? How many of us are in that place? But God, can't you see my situation? Don't you see what's going on? This is really real. I can't. I can't. He literally could not walk. <laughs> but Jesus. <laughs> Get up and walk. And guess what? He did. He did it. He put action to it. What was impossible at the word of God and obedience to the word became possible. The parallel, whatever your situation is, whatever it is that you're going through, obey the word of God and do it and watch the impossible happen for you too. When you do it, God performs miracles. I just, I crack up at that every time. Like, can you imagine the thought? I mean, I can imagine the thoughts because I'm human too. Like, I get your situations and the things you're going through. And Jesus just says, hey, get up and walk. Get up. Get up. Whatever that situation is you're in, get up. Get up and walk. Don't just lay there. Don't make excuses. Don't be like, but God, this spouse you gave me, but God, this body you gave me, 
you put me in. We do live in New York State, you know. I hate New York. We need to get out of New York. You know what? I don't care where I live. It doesn't matter what state you live in. We live in kingdom. So every day I walk in blessing. Every day I walk in victory. The government doesn't dictate what I get to walk in. The word of God does. You can make all the excuses in the world. It's nothing but our obedience to the word of God. All boils down to that. Because the word is living and active. Hebrews 4.12, let's read the whole thing. For the, and, and you know what? It's crazy because when I start reading it, your brain goes blah, 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 blah. Because you know it. You've heard me say this verse a thousand times. Never shut your ear off to the word of God. For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even to the vision of the division of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the mirror, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. When the word is being performed and spoken, it's doing surgery. God's putting his finger on things in your life. He's speaking to your spirit. He's saying, don't do this. I want you to do this. You've already thought of things while I've been speaking that God has put in your spirit. Ooh, I need to do that. I need to stop that. I need to go there. I need to not go there. Huh. Action is required. The promises of God are not automatic, and they are not for everyone. They are available for everyone, but they are not, they are not for everyone. They are only for those who hear and do and put action to the word of God. And you know what? It's going to be continued action all through. I pray that it is. I pray that you never think that you get to such a place in maturity that you know it. I never want to get to that place. I always want to be open to hear the word of God. I always want to attend classes. I always want to sit under teaching. I always want to hear the word of God fresh and new. Any opportunity that I can, I'm hungry for the word of God. I never want to put myself in the position where I know too much, where I've learned it all. Such a dangerous place to be at. That's why mature Christians fall away. And it's sad because I know it. I, sometimes our knowing, by the way, is skewed and misinterpreted and even taught wrong. Like I know many of you in the Christmas story thought that the wise men were at the nativity and they weren't. I know pastor teaches us in, that house, in this house that it's not the case. But it's like that. You could have wrong teaching about something. You can have a wrong gut theology based on an experience you had from the word of God that's now in I know it zone. We need to take the word of God fresh and new and we need to put action to it because Hebrews 4 2 tells us that without action it's not going to profit us anything here's an action verse pastor did an entire year on this verse I'm not going to judge I'll let you judge yourself if you've put action to this there will be results from it 
Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God. That's a command. We have to put action. Are you seeking first the kingdom of God above everything else in your week? In your day? I mean, it's not profiting you if you're not obeying it. But the promise with this is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. And it already previously listed things that would be available to you. But if we don't do it, because we know it, you know, we know. I mean, the gospel's been so saturated in America. All, all Christians just know. You know, we know what it says. We've already heard it. I don't need to make any effort in my day to seek God, to seek his kingdom, to go to his house. You know, I already know. Oh. Pastors, hear me. Your I know it could be keeping you powerless, worthless, and unfruitful. It's his word. God, keep, keep me from ever getting to that place. Keep me from ever getting to that place. We need to act on the word of God immediately and obey it. Here's some, here's some action items from the word of God. It tells us to forgive and to forgive quickly. If you have any unforgiveness in your heart right now, I'm commissioning you from the word of God. In Matthew 7, it says, forgive as I have forgiven you. And he forgave us when we were still sinners. So when that's still going wrong and that person's still not acting the way that they should, we forgive. And forgiveness isn't for them. Forgiveness is for us because it's obeying the word of God and it makes the power of God available to us and it keeps offense and bitterness from our lives. So forgive, forgive. And those are past things. What about the things that are going to come up tomorrow? Oh, let's not even wait till tomorrow. It's probably going to happen before you leave the house. You might already have to forgive me for preaching this sermon to you. <laughs> forgive. See, I, I'm not just saying, these aren't just things we say from the pulpit because they sound good. They're things you actually have to do. You need to do it for the power of God to be unleashed in our lives. Forgive quickly. Hold no record of wrongs. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that. Now listen, husbands and wives, if your spouse does it, don't you go throwing the word of God at them that they're not supposed to hold any record of wrong. Mind your own business and deal with yourself. Deal with yourself. If everybody deals with themselves, then nobody has any problems. Deal with yourself. Hold no records of wrong. When that comes up, because the enemy's going to bring it up in your head, all the things they've already done to you, he's going to bring it up in your head, you have to let it go. Now, I hold no record of wrongs. I forgive. Ah, here's one. Do good to those who haven't been good to you. No, no, no. Don't just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Don't just... Pray for them in your home. Nope, the Bible says to do good to them. And pastor actually preached a whole sermon, and I don't know how many of you did it. I obeyed. I obeyed quickly. I sent my anonymous blessings. 
and I sent my blessings for people that I wanted to encourage. So nobody knows if I was saying I'm sorry or if I was saying I love you. <laughs> but we're actually supposed to do good. Do something good for that person. It is so freeing. It is so liberating for you. It keeps you from bondage. It keeps you from having your power taken from you. It keeps you from being outside of the blessing in favor of God. We got to obey quickly. Be free of offense. Trust God with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That means when his word says it, we do it. And we don't lean on our own understanding, our own rationalizing. We just trust God. You know, whatever that thing is you have going on, just say it out loud to God. I trust you. Fear starts coming up. No, I trust God. When the devil starts lying to you, no, I trust God. It's not something you just do once. Action and obedience to the word of God, I found, is like every second of every day. It's not something that we can sit here right now and say, yep, I'm going to put action to that. No, it's you doing it 50 times this week. It might be more. Maybe less. Maybe less. Love unconditionally. Love the least of these. The one that you consider the least important. Those are the ones we love. This is the word of God. Tithe. Minister Carla talked to us about it. The word of God says in Matthew, you tithe. This you ought to do. Like, don't be mad at me. Your obedience is your life. My obedience, thank God, is my life. Because I'm going to jump. I'm going to obey quickly. Be a cheerful giver. Consider the poor. Go into all the world. And it says if you can't go, then send. So go or send. Make sure the gospel is being spread. That's, that's to everybody. That's not just to preachers. That's for you. That's in your workplace, in your home, in your family, in your circle of influence. You're to take the goodness of God everywhere you go. Talk about how awesome God is. Talk about how good he is. Go and do it. Don't just go and show up for work Monday morning. No, you have Jesus. You have, you have this gift. You have everything that anybody has need of. You have the answers to it. Jesus is the answer for every single person. He's the, he's the answer for the poor, and he's the answer for the executive, to the business owner, to the elite. He's the same answer. Everything that people have need of, you have. And he tells us to go with that. So if we're not opening our mouth and sharing about the goodness of God, I'm sorry to tell you, it's disobedience. And the word isn't going to profit us. Praise God in all situations. You know, you just got to crank up the praise music sometimes. And that's what we're doing with this 21 days of praise. I would encourage you not to just praise Tuesday through Friday at 7 p.m. Will you all praise with me 24-7? I've even been putting it on at night. 
When I'm sleeping, now I have to put it down low because even when I wake up in the middle of the night, my foot's moving because when I say praise music, I mean like shouting clamorously and foolishly praising God, getting radical before God, making all those other things go dim. And then we started with seeking the kingdom of God first. Let's put action behind our hearing. We don't get to live any way we want and expect God to show up powerful. You don't get to just do that. You don't get to pick, I want this harvest. You have to pick the seed. It's only what you plant that you harvest. You, you literally, you can't, you can't go and pick the harvest. You have seed and what you choose to plant is what you're going to live in. And, oh, please today, if you're hearing me, put action. And you know what? Listen, don't be overwhelmed with all the things. God's going to work on individual things in you. It's not like you have to go out tomorrow and, like, wear a halo and be perfect because, I mean, maybe you are. I'm definitely not perfect. I knew he would shout amen over there. (laughs) Clearly, I'm not perfect because I'm preaching you this message from what God has spoken to me. So again, it's the place where he's always working on something in us and that's awesome and that's good. And I love getting one thing conquered and I'm like, all right, God, bring on the next. Let's go. Let's go because he brings you deeper and deeper in the things of him and more confident and more power available to you. And this is the year to change. Again, change is an action word. Change forward is the direction of our action. We're going to choose to change forward. We're not changing backwards. We're not changing the same. We're changing forward. And we're going to put action to the word of God. And then we're going to watch the word be powerful and active in our lives like never before. We are seriously in revival. And the more action we put to the word, we are going to see the harvest come in like crazy because the world needs to see the power of God in you. He doesn't need to see it. I mean, he does, but every single person The world needs to see the power of God in every single one of us. Your world needs to see the power of God. Your home needs to see the power of God. And the only way to it is to do it. Put action to it. I'm sounding like pastor now in my rhyming. (laughs) Is to put action to it. So again, I know God's spoken to your heart at least one thing that you need to put some action to. Will you choose to put action to it this week? Oh, you're going to see his word does not go forth. That means when it's heard and done, that's the going forth. His word does not go forth and not perform. When we hear and do, it goes forth and it performs what it is sent to do. Miracles, signs, and wonders are going to follow you. It's going to follow when you act on the word of God. Amen? Amen. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I want to first, maybe you've never made a decision for God and you've never asked him into your life or you have and you have 
fallen away and you've just, you're just so far from where you want to be in God. If that's you in this place this morning, I just want to, you to raise your hand. We want to get you on. Thank you. Thank you. We want to get you on this journey and get you going with God and the power of God and the love of God. He is the best friend, the best friend you will ever have. He will never fail you. He will never leave you and he won't forsake. He's so patient with us. Amen. Isn't he? If that's you in the house today, just raise your hand up quickly. All right. And for the rest of you, thank you. I just want you to stand to your feet. I'm going to pray that God strengthens your spirit, that he empowers you, and that you will be put to action this week and watch the radical, radical change that God's going to do in you. Amen. Father, we just love you so much. We're so thankful for your word that is so powerful. It is so incredible. It is so good. God, we choose today to quickly obey, to quickly obey your word. And we know, we know, we know that you back up your word. You watch over your word and you will perform your word. So God, today we combine our hearing and faith with action. Thank you, Jesus. Even right now, you're doing a thing. You're doing a work. Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. You can't afford to stay hearers only. Let's put action to it. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Have an awesome week of action. Put some action behind it and watch God. I look forward to hearing testimony of what God is doing in your lives. I love you so much. See you next week. And again, we'll have the mugs for all the women next week. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. Look what the Lord has done.